0: no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details alright so here is episode 15 um this will be a continuation of episode 14 um this is part 2 of my positive psychology ramble on an online course that I took um and again, I this serves as a review for me as I go through some of these concepts, ideas. Uh, but I think positive psychology could benefit um, anyone, and there's not much emphasis really put on mental health care and you know getting yourself there. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of research supporting this that positive mindset uh, and how mental ailments could truly affect your health and cause other diseases so i am excited to continue on part two of this um so from where i left off we talked about exercise one which is smiling at the first 10 people you see today which honestly i didn't do a good job with Uh, but next we're gonna move on to deploying a strength so how to uncover your strengths. Uh, so here are some pointers. Ask someone you respect who knows you. And I've actually done this uh, not just in my personal, but also my job. Um, and usually I appreciate honest, honest answers that are given to me. Notice what people compliment you on. Think about what comes most easily to you. Or you can also try to take uh, a survey to determine... I guess what you're, uh, what you're like, which is, uh, this is called. This website where you can take the survey is called ViaCharacter.org. So that's V-I-A, C-H-A-R-A-C-T-E-R.org. Next, how to benefit from your strengths. Using signature strengths increases happiness and reduces depression. Interesting. See, I never saw it that way. <laughs> Uh, strengths linked to happiness whether or not they come naturally to you all right so strengths linked to happiness whether or not they come naturally to you here they are number one gratitude number two hope number three vitality number four curiosity and number five love well no surprise there gratitude absolutely this is something i'm trying to incorporate every day hope well definitely need that um, vitality yes this is something i'm actually working on right now and i'm struggling a little bit uh curiosity yeah it's always there uh and then love the most important one next we have exercise two that i went through in this course uh which encourages you to use your signature strength in a new way use it in a way every day for a week so strengths could be bravery, curiosity, self-control, appreciation of beauty, open-mindedness, creativity, and love. And next, um, we go into benefits of mindfulness. Well, no surprise, positive psychology, meditation, mindfulness, here we go. Though so This is something I was not surprised was mentioned in this course. Meditation, opening your mind fully to pleasant and unpleasant experiences. Prayer, shift thoughts and appreciation for the moment. Focus your attention on moment-to-moment sensations during everyday activities. Single task. Give it your full attention. Sensations, sights and sounds, emotions. Oh, man. So they were recommending around 45 minutes of meditation six days a week for you to truly get the benefits of meditation and mindfulness this is something that I really need to get disciplined about and this is something that I struggle with I do I have been more consistent with meditation than I used to be but uh, hey if Harvard Medical School is telling you <laughs> you need to meditate for and that absolutely makes sense to me I mean I know some very um, Right now, people that at least meditate, I think, two hours or three hours a day. Um, it's, I mean, there's signs behind it, right? It's not just uh, a woo-woo concept anymore for those. And and I do actually have people in my circle that don't fully believe in it. <laughs> and um, it's kind of sad. For me, its I don't think it was not that I believed in it. It was more of a matter of how busy my schedule got. And I always deprioritize it, but I'm really trying to um, put that on on top of my my priority list, meditation. Alright, so next, getting into strategies for finding happiness. So we have self-compassion, flow, forgiveness. How to lead a more fulfilling life. Capitalizing on your strengths and creating connections with others. (laughs) Gratitude journal, once a week at least. Prayer, and I have this marked off. Think this is seized and this was actually mentioned in the course I believe or I may have just made a note about that for myself gratitude letter to yourself see I never do that (laughs) usually thinking everything else but myself I think we are very cruel to ourselves I definitely am and that is something I'm working on so these are strategies for happiness. So again, self-compassion, flow, forgiveness, capitalizing on your strengths and creating connections with others, focusing on gratitude and prayer. Beautiful. Next, we have the category of savoring pleasure. So nine strategies. Oh man, first one, stop multitasking. Ah, uh, This is a hard one for me because I love... Maybe not love, but I can't help but multitask. Second, celebrate. Third, slow down. Time affluence. Having the time to enjoy your life. Number four, underdose. Number five, simplify. Number six, share the moment. Make a connection, not an impression. Number seven, set goals and plan new activities when we undertake a new challenge. And number eight, reminisce. Reminiscing about pleasure moments. (laughs) Music picks memories. Yes, this is actually something I do. I love to have maybe a particular track or song on repeat that I really like. Um, It actually helps me with my mood. I think about good memories. And number nine, anticipate. This is also a key one for me, is... When I know I'm going to have a brutal week and it's going to be full of work and busy, I always have something in mind to keep me going. Something I planned, um, I plan for the weekend or something to look forward to. So this really helps me out. And I've been using that one for a while. Simplify. Yeah, that's something I really need to work on. Uh, I mean, that is a very, very universal. I think that's why if you take um, Apple, the iPhone, I think that's why it's so popular. And that's why people like it, because it's it's just simpler. You don't have way too many choices, and uh, it takes that, that headache away. All right, shifting gears. Uh, the stress of too many choices, speaking of simplifying things. So they talk about these two criteria, something called maximizers and satisfiers, which I think just adjectives of maybe certain characteristics. So... In the topic of simplifying things, with the topic of simplifying things, limit choices. Limit the number of choices you make beforehand. This is a hard one. uh, Since I'm always trying to multitask, consider your temperament. Consider your standards. Information overload. Well, in, in the era that we live in, with social media and having access to the internet with big data, information overload is imminent, so... That's something I think would really help to maybe prioritize and focus on things that are important and not have too much information overload. Something that I struggle with myself. All right, exercise number four. Just say no when there are too many choices. (laughs) Here we go. Good flow of things, right? Just say no when there are too many choices. (laughs) That's something I struggle with as well. Go on a choice diet. Cut off opportunities for second guessing. Narrow choices quickly and make your decisions confidently. Try not looking back once decision has been made. Go on a choice diet. Wow, that's, that's a really good way to put it. Cut off opportunities for second guessing. Right. Narrow choices quickly and make your decisions confidently. Try not looking back once decision has been made. Oh, and I struggle with this one. I am ruminating on whether I made the right choice or not. Always go back to it. My mind goes back to it. See? The anxious mind. Next, identify opportunities to limit choices rather than arguing over decisions of minimal consequence. All right, so next, getting into my favorite topic uh, what is flow? It's a flow state, state of being totally immersed in and concentrating on what you're doing. I absolutely love this. I love it when I naturally get into it. There's sometimes a lot of caffeine helps me with that. Um, But yeah, that is the state to be in, the state of mind, the optimal state. Seven common characteristics um, of, I think, the flow state. So experience and activity and chance of using skills that are enjoyable, make it enjoyable. So what they're saying is that a flow state can be achieved if you have a chance of using skills that are innate to you that come naturally and what the activity that you're doing, it needs to be enjoyable. So that's the best way to achieve a flow state. So another tweak... For achieving the flow state is to have a balance in the challenge of the activity and the skill you have performing it which helps with the flow so you cannot force flow but invite it to occur more often exercise number five find your flow skills identify flow activities keep notes on how you feel after the activity if you find more challenging activities more absorbing and leave you happier go with the flow It pays to prospect for activities where flow comes naturally. Set small goals. Add mental games. Enhance a task that doesn't require full intention. Aim for leisure time flow. Podcasts, art, hangout, and so on. Seven strategies for flow. Pay close attention. Notice something novel in everyday experiences. Choose activity with new feelings, insights, experiences. Pay attention to sensations, bodily posture. Overcome urge to stop at every mistake. Focus on what you want to accomplish. Accept physical symptoms of nervousness and keep going. Try to work or play with others. Maintain your sense of humor. So here are seven strategies for flow. Next, experience the moment. Focusing on sensations of the moment rather than on thoughts about what's happening will help. Be more engaged, therefore experience flow. Don't delay. Procrastination is bad. (laughs) Reframe it as a want to rather than a have to activity. Balance skill, challenge ratio. Breaking it down to smaller chunks without being overwhelmed. So we have three pointers here. Number one, challenge. Number two, engagement. And then number three, joy. Next, we go into another topic that I think I struggle with, uh, self-compassion. So here's why self-compassion is important. Leads to better health, better relationships, and overall general well-being. Less detached, less controlling. Self-compassion can lead to less detachment, less controlling. Treat your body well. Write yourself a letter. Nurture your own feelings. Give encouragement towards yourself. Practice mindfulness. So here are four key points, four key pointers (laughs) that I have noted down for myself under self-compassion. Treat your body well. So for myself, I am... I have recently, or at least made a commitment, a mental commitment, to go into a ketogenic diet. This is to allow my body um, to hopefully heal and reduce stressors. Because I really don't think sugar is doing me any good for neither my mind or body. Write yourself a letter. This is something I think um, earlier I mentioned about the gratitude letter. And um, how they were recommending it helps to write a gratitude letter to yourself. Uh, Give encouragement towards yourself and practice mindfulness. So I think that that brings me to the end of my notes on this course. So I just wanted to share some of the key things that I learned. And also this served as a good review for me on what I should focus on and continue focusing on. Consistent is key, of course. I hope that this will be valuable for anybody that decides to listen to this.